Welcome to the Business Extra. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi, The National's Assistant Editor-in-Chief. With me is Kelsey Warner, co-host of The National's Feature Editor. Hi, Kelsey. Hey, Mustafa. So today we're talking about Islamic insurance, uh, in particular because there's been a groundbreaking merger uh, between two companies in the UAE, uh, Dar al-Takaful and Wataniya. Um, we're going to talk to uh, Dar al-Takaful CEO uh, in a moment. But, but before we do that, uh, please do subscribe. And if you're on YouTube, uh, ring that bell. Thank you. Uh, with us is Gotem Dutta, the CEO of Dar al-Takaful. Gotem, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Mustafa. Thank you, Kelsey. Glad to be on uh, on the air. So as I mentioned, uh, we, we want to hear all about um, the merger because in, in many ways it was, it was quite uh, intriguing. Um, but before that, for the uninitiated who are, who are watching and listening out there, wh- what is, what's the main difference between Islamic insurance and conventional insurance? Right. Now at the heart of the, uh, the, the, heart of, the, at, of, the of the concept in terms of uh, the the uh, between conventional and Islamic, the uh, the objective is financial protection. So, in the event of a misfortune which leads to a financial loss, the uh, the insurance provides uh, financial support to the person who suffered the loss. Now, the concept remains the same in conventional as it does in uh, in, in Islamic or, or in takaful. The difference is in the way the uh, the way the business model is practiced. In conventional, the arrangement is that an individual protects himself or herself against this misfortune by transferring the risk and by way by by way of payment of premium to an insurance company. Whereas in takaful, the risk is shared amongst the participants by contributing it into a pool. And the, the, the fundamental dif- difference, therefore, is between conventional and, and in takaful is the, cons- is the difference between risk transfer and a risk share. And in takaful, the way the funds are deployed follow the Sharia compliance practice, which means that the funds are not invested into investment-bearing uh, 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 instruments or interest-bearing instruments, or they are not deployed into activities that are considered as as haram in in in, in Sharia. So uh, these are the key differences between conventional and in uh, takaful. The primary structure, the primary intention remains the same: is to protect the individual from any financial loss arising out of any misfortune or uh, or, an, or any accident. In this merger you just finalized, uh, you became the UAE's largest insurance provider, Sharia compliant or not, notwithstanding. Can you walk us through a bit more on the mechanics of the merger and, and some of the news that you made there? So the merger uh, took place between two companies, one based out of Abu Dhabi, one based in in uh, Dubai. Uh, both of these companies, uh, uh, are they, they, are, they are Sharia compliant and uh, they combined together they would now most probably be around number six or number seven in the overall market. In the Takaful space, they would be one of the leading uh, uh, companies. Now, the rationale behind the merger was obviously to uh, create uh, uh, this drive towards consolidation. Insurance market is uh, the, in UAE is extremely fragmented. Uh, for a population of around between 10 to 12 million, we have over 63 companies in the market of which about 30 are listed. And in that market space, 60% of it is 
is is through five major insurance companies. So the remaining companies have a very small share of the market, and that leads to a lot of volatility. In the event of any unfortunate incident, like it happened in COVID, the companies are financially stressed in order to uh, meet with all of the regulatory requirements for a typical insurance company, be it a capital adequacy or being able to develop digitally to provide services to the customers. So, if you look at long-term requirement of the of the industry, consolidation is is a critical uh, you know aspect of the business model. So, the uh, the important driver for the merger was to uh, create a, a much bigger bigger structure a bigger balance sheet that would help protect capital deliver uh, consistent service to the customers and look at future in terms of expansion etc and and in order to give the kaful uh, industry a stronger platform to work out of which at this point of time unlike in the islamic banking sector uh, the kaful sector has not been able to keep pace with the developments because of its small size and because of it because of it being fragmented so you mentioned there Watania was the Abu Dhabi company Dara Takaful was Dubai listed in separate markets did that complicate the merger process so as i was saying it's unique in that respect because something like this has not been done in the takaful space uh, before so the it was i won't say it was complicated but it definitely gave rise to a lot of uh, uh, legal challenges because the framework that has been formed by the regulator for merger did not take into account some of the peculiar nature of this particular transaction uh, one uh, aspect of this transaction was that there is a holding company and then there are two operating subsidiary companies now in uae we do not have the concept of a holding company that owns fully owns uh, the insurance subsidiaries underneath it so addressing that particular uh, arrangement in the current regulatory framework was was something that uh, both the parties had to work with the regulator to ensure that we fell within the framework of that merger uh, regulation and then of course there was the challenge of uh, transferring the shareholders from one stock exchange to another stock exchange and that had uh, certain regulations related to the securities and commodities authority uh, being tested in terms of you know the the mechanics of this transfer so so there were some interesting discoveries along the way and i think it was a learning process for both the regulators as well as for the participants you mentioned that consolidation is necessary in order to take advantage of things probably still on the table in terms of digitalization i would imagine um, you know green initiatives sort of the esg of it all uh, what are you looking to tap into now that you are a more consolidated power? So the first uh, objective is obviously to bring about uh, a synergy between the companies when we look at its operational platform, which is what is going to drive the future business model and all of the advantages that that come from it. So. the objective is to ensure that we are able to integrate the technology platform in a way that helps us to bring down our operating costs it also will help us to invest into future digitalization of our business processes uh these the 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 fundamental of the uh, of, of the business is how do we make it easy for customers to access us how are we able to provide products in a manner that customers find it easy to understand be competitive 
and at the end of the day be able to provide services in a way in a manner that the customer expects and at the same time is able to uh, absorb which is which which is not cumbersome so uh, let's take a simple example that when we talk about motor insurance we have the system of uh, digitally providing the uh, uh, the product but at the end falling back on manual service how can we digitalize the whole journey for the customer from the beginning till the end so that's that's going to be an important area for the merged entity to look at in terms of future development and it's just not one line of business but we also have the 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 the, the area of looking at new products the new structures that we can now build uh, because of the because of the ability to now invest into these uh, areas in, into these initiatives the pandemic was challenging for the for the insurance sector um, ultimately when more when you came out of the pandemic than necessarily while you were during it i know certain segments saw um, you know a fall in claims in 2020 and part of 2021, which was, you know, good for the for the business model. But then suddenly, when life came back, um, everything flipped around, and suddenly you had a huge sort of volume of claims coming in um, in, in various segments. Did, did you did you have that experience? And, and do you expect things to normalize going forward now that we're we're kind of through the pandemic? The pandemic was an interesting experience for the insurance industry. Uh, when the rest of the economy was uh, was hit and everyone was suffering either because of loss of jobs, loss of business, uh, restriction in movements, the insurance industry uh, had a sudden windfall because the claims went down significantly. But the downside of it was that insurance generally works on a time lag. So when there is an activity in the economy, the need for insurance follows and the insurance business picks up. So over here, what happened was that when there was a downfall in the activity and there was this sudden uh, reduction in the claims, but at the same time, there wasn't any growth in business. So as a result, what happened was that for a short period of time, which was about roughly four to six months, that we had that sudden gain coming into the insurance uh, revenue. But Going forward, when things came back to normal, we didn't have the income that to catch up. So as a result, that windfall that was created within, in, this, in this period of six months soon got eaten away. And there was a new business following in order to make up for the future losses. So when 2020, rest of the economy was under, un, under stress, insurance companies did well. But in 2021, it really felt the brunt of the COVID impact. And that continues uh, even now. So insurance industry, while it kind of looks forward to the, 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 the improvements in the, in, in, in the economy, in, in the global environment, but is still trying to catch up from the, 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 you know, the activities that came back to normal, but the business did not catch up for the insurance uh, industry as a whole. I mean, does, does being takaful Islamic Sharia compliant, does it help you be more resilient as a business when these challenges come up? I think the, you know, the, the forces that impact the insurance industry does not make any difference whether you're conventional or orient takafo. Uh, because the core drivers of the insurance business is one on one side is the investment or on the other side is the claims behavior. And then of course there is the operating uh, expense. Now the operating expense, you can manage to tighten up to a certain point, but you can't go below a certain level. When it comes down to the regulatory compliances, those items remain fixed. 
the claims when behavior comes back to normal, the claims pattern also go back to the normal activity. So the whole the investment market globally stressed. So whether it's takaful or whether it is uh, conventional, they really you know uh, these impacts are, are they don't discriminate whether between takaful and non-takaful companies. It's uniform for for everyone. I want to talk more about claims behavior. Okay, so we're maybe coming out of the pandemic. Uh, it feels like this feel uh, we're in an intractable state right now. Well, meanwhile, we've got inflation, rising interest rates, Russia, Ukraine. There's a lot of just uncertainty, recessionary fears. There's a lot going on. When do you expect claim behavior to return? Is there a normal? Are we in a new normal? What is What is going to affect your outlook this year? Well, the claim behavior is back to normal. And as a matter of fact, I think there is a bit of new normal and new normal is definitely uh, at, at a higher level than the normal was. Uh, part of it is because uh, people have become more aware of certain uh, certain things. Like for instance, in health insurance, people have, more, have become more aware of the need to ensure that their health part of it is constantly checked, monitored, et cetera. Uh, all the... All the health requirements or the medical uh, uh, medical checkups that were kind of uh, put on hold, they have not come back. And some of them, had they been treated earlier on, maybe those subsequent complications wouldn't have happened. So a lot of these have got multiplied because of that lag that took place uh, during the COVID period. So I think we are looking at new normal and new normal when it comes down to the claims operation is definitely higher. Partly because, again, you mentioned the, the, the term inflation. There has been a lot of inflationary pressure. So as a result, a cost of treatment has gone up. In, in, in relation to the products that were priced at a level that was before the inflationary uh, inflation hit. So there is definitely a mismatch between the product that was priced and now the claims that are being paid for it. So this, this lag that has taken place between these pricing and the claims cost is beginning to impact the financials of the insurance companies. So, what do we? What, what, how do I see the, the the future shaping up? I think we'll have to be, we'll have to we'll have to stay focused, and we'll have to kind of stay disciplined, and understand that this is not going to get resolved uh, over a short period of time. So, now we go back to why the consolidation is necessary. We need to make our our processes more efficient. We need to get our our cost of operation. Uh, 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 you know, at a level where we can support some of these activities going forward, we need to get. We need to make sure that we are able to generate funds or attract funds to invest into these kind of uh, initiatives, which will help us to keep the keep keep uh, help us to sustain the business in in the longer term. So uh, there's a lot of work to be done, and taking into account the learnings from the the, the previous uh, few years. And then trying to anticipate the future in a way that's not too optimistic, but at the same time takes into account some of the current realities. And, and in terms of, of you talk about the future, are you expanding into any geographies, markets, or segments in particular? Have you got your eye on 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 some of those? So uh, you know, the the as I as I was mentioning, explaining that the the uniqueness of this transaction is that we now have a holding company and we've got operating subsidiaries. The holding company becomes an investment company into the couple space. So one of the objectives for the holding company is to see how we can look at expanding our footprints in the, in the country, in the region, and globally. 
in, in, in as we progress forward. So it's definitely on the map. But then obviously right now, the first priority is to ensure that the current, uh, the current merger gets properly integrated, the, the platform is properly established before we start looking at uh, the future uh, uh, initiative. Gautam Data, CEO of Daryl Takaful, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mustafa. Thanks, Kelsey. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Kelsey Warner, thank you so much. Thank you. All that remains to thank our production team and you all for being with us. Do join us again next time.